0: According to the Almanac, sowing season has begun. As the last vestiges of winter shake themselves loose from our blue sky and our thawing earth, local farmers and gardeners plant their seed in fertile, moist soil and let the magic begin. Earlier, I talked to my friend Leslie, who happens to be the staff coordinator for the garden at my school. Every year, it produces a beautiful bounty of vegetables and herbs that go to charity, and Leslie plays a huge part in making that happen. And Leslie's excitement as we talked about gardening was palpable, and as a vegetable enthusiast myself, I couldn't help but share in the feeling that the process of nurturing a living thing from seed to fruit was the most special thing in the world. Indeed. As I flipped through the seed catalog that she had brought me, I got lost in the bounty that these tiny seeds promised. Carrots of all colors, melons, eggplants, beans, lettuces, peppers, squash, cabbage. All these from those measly little seeds that we're planting right now. What does gardening teach you? I asked Leslie. What what lessons do you draw from planting the seeds and helping them grow?" Hmm, she responded. Well, you know, gardens are a metaphor for life. Despite our best efforts, we can't ever really force it. And on the flip side, even without our effort, we'll find a way anyway. Hmm. Despite our lack of effort, life will find a way anyway. Leslie told me the story of a spider plant that she was determined to have in her first garden. It was a lovely, distinctive plant, and every year she would plant the seeds for it in the desired spot in her garden, and then wait for it to grow. But it would never take. Year after year, she tried, and the seed would just refuse to sprout. So finally, one year, she gave up, and she forgot all about it. There'd be no spider plant in her garden. But then, when the spring came, she was going down her driveway, and she noticed, in a tiny crack in the concrete, there was this distinctive little sprout. And you guessed it, it was a spider plant, growing not in her garden, but in her concrete driveway. Life will find a way anyway. The Christian Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 26, relates a parable that Jesus tells to his followers. He says, God's kingdom is like seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. The seed sprouts and grows. He has no idea how it happens. The earth does it all without his help. First, the green stem of grass, then a bud, and then a ripened grain. And when the grain is fully formed, he reaps. It's harvest time. So it is with miracles like life itself. The good old 18th century commentary by the Welsh Matthew Henry explains it beautifully. It will come up, though it seems lost and buried under the clods, it will find or make its way through them. The seed cast into the ground will spring. Let but the word of grace have the place it ought to have in a soul, and it will show itself. Indeed, the seed will sprout and grow, even if you haven't the slightest idea of how it does so. So Mr. Henry explains, thus the word of grace, when it is received in faith, is in the heart a work of grace. And the preachers contribute nothing to it. Life will always find a way. When I read that verse from Mark, I can't help but wonder to myself what the word of grace means to me, at least. What is it that is surviving and thriving and growing in me and in others when we just give it the chance to grow? What is it that is like the seed that sprouts spontaneously that does so without and despite our efforts? So in answering that question, I was reminded of Mencius. Um, So next to Confucius himself, Mencius is known as the second teacher, the second most revered and influential thinker in the Confucian tradition. So he was writing in the fourth century BC, a few hundred years after Confucius. And he was most famous in establishing the doctrine that the nature of humankind is fundamentally good. So today's story for all ages actually comes from his book, The Book of Mencius. And he describes in it the story of the farmer from Song, who in his impatience pulls at his seedlings to make them grow taller faster. And while the story has become a little fable to teach children that haste makes waste, in The Book of Mencius itself, the story is actually embedded to illustrate a slightly more difficult concept um, and some of you will have heard of this, uh, the word he uses is chi, uh, the breath of life in spirit, that which sustains us. The breath, dare I say it, lets us speak the word of grace. So in the book of Mencius, someone asks him, what is this thing you talk about? What is chi? And the says, It's difficult to describe. It's exceedingly great and exceedingly strong. It's nourished by justice. It can never be injured. And so it fills up everything between heaven and earth. It's the companion of righteousness and reason. And without it, we are in a state of starvation. So Manchus then goes on to explain, to sustain that chi, we must constantly practice justice. But we can't practice justice with the explicit intention of sustaining the qi. So we can't forget our work, but we can't force it to make our qi grow, either. So, Mencius warns, let's not be like the man of Song who pulled up all his grass to make it grow. There are few in the world who do not deal with their chi, as if they are assisting the grain to grow long. Some consider it of no benefit to them, and let it alone, so they don't weed their grain. And then there are those who assist it to grow long, so they pull out their grain. And what they do is of no benefit to the nature, but it also injures it. So when reading these two, Mark and Mencius, the seed that is sown and the sprouts that will grow, even if you don't pull it. I think of the spirit in us that's just waiting there and it will grow. We don't have to pull it. We just have to plant the seed. It grows despite our efforts and our knowledge. And we cannot force it. So that which sustains us, our chi, our word of grace, yes, it would benefit from our weeding. It thrives in our care and in our careful watch. But it does not need our pulling. It cannot be yanked from the ground. It can't be forced. It will take its own time. It will grow on its own terms. So Leslie's words ring again with me now. Gardens are a metaphor for life. Despite our best efforts, we can't force it. And on the flip side, even with our effort, it will find a way anyway. So I ask, what will give us life? What will sustain us? What seeds will we plant today? Is it a spiritual practice like meditation? Is it a physical practice like running or jogging? Is it our love for our families and our friends and our communities? Is it bold action in the pursuit of social justice? Is it compassion for those who are suffering? Is it a mindfulness that we will bring to our everyday? Or is it a goal that we have always yearned to achieve? Whatever it is that sustain us, Let's cherish it, let's water it, let's place it in rich soil. That which sustains our lives will find a way. Life finds a way. But today, all that we have to do is plant the seed. Amen, Ashe. And blessed be.